Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and you know, the podcast is is technically coming out on Wednesday, but you know, it is Wednesday morning when I'm recording, and it's just been like, honestly, a shit show of a week, which you know, it happens. It happens to the best of us, but I have to say this, because I'm doing this Wednesday morning, I can tell you about my Tuesday night dream, which was like, not fun at all. Literally, I had a dream that I was like, um, getting kidnapped, You know, which, listen, that's how I know my anxiety is out of 12. My anxiety this week has been like really, really off the charts. And um, I I know when it's like in its bad place when I start having kidnapping dreams, because like that's totally my thing. However, something interesting happened in this particular kidnap dream. I fought back and I won. So I literally in my dream was like fighting this guy off. So I was at a hotel and um, there was a random assortment of people there. And I went to like the gift store and I walked by this very weird like cult sacrifice happening in a multi-purpose room, which like, you know, what, honestly doesn't seem that insanely wild to, to happen, you know? So I I walk by like this literal conference room at a hotel and there's like this weird sacrifice thing going on. I kind of like look in, I look away real quick and I just look at the doorman and we're kind of like, what the fuck? But whatever. And I continue my way off to the, the gift store. And then um, my Scooby-Doo senses start tingling and I feel like somebody's following me. So I keep like looking behind me and I see this guy kind of tucking away and then Sure enough, you know, when I get into the store, uh, there's like two doors. So then I'm walking in one and it looks like I'm walking out, but I do a nice spin move because, you know, lacks are for life. And uh, he walks through the door and I'm like, why are you following me? And then he tries to grab me and then I start fighting him off with anything in the store. I don't know why no one was helping me, by the way, but like I was like throwing stuffed animals at him and then I decided to pick up the entire bin that the stuffed animals were in. And I was like beating the shit out of this guy. And I was like, you are not going to capture me today, sir. So then I, you know, I beat him up and then I run back to my room and I tell the people in the room they were not impressed. And I was like, "Okay, well, I just like literally fought off a killer. Like, how are you not impressed? Like, what do I need to do to impress you? You know, and they didn't really care. But I was like, bad bitch express. Okay, so then I woke up. And, you know, listen, I am one of those people who likes to analyze my dreams every once in a while. And this is what I gathered from that dream. First of all, I was like, okay, I have anxiety. I know that because, listen, the guy like, let's say the guy that was following me was my anxiety. Right. So I know that he's there. I see him creeping and I have the tools to beat the shit out of it. But like he's going to be there. It's not about getting rid of it completely because that's not a thing. But it's about like figuring out how to beat the shit out of it. And then in the second half, I was seeking validation from other people. Like, look what I did. Look what I did. And it's like, I don't need that. I just need the validation within myself that like I got this, you know. And listen, it also could just be some fucked up dream. But I was like, all right, here we go. And, um, you know, it's fine. 
so yeah anyways that's how that's how i'm feeling this morning <laughs> it's been a little bit of an interesting uh you know past couple days there's been a lot of like drama in my life um uh, specifically at work which you know i don't think it's like super appropriate for me to like broadcast on the podcast but you know ooh, broadcast on the podcast um but i you know it's just been like a really uh tough couple days and i just want you to know that it's monday or it's wednesday morning which means it's just been two days and it's just been tough and um you know i don't think i was like handling it really well on on monday or or sun like sunday through Tuesday afternoon. I don't think I was handling anything very well, um, but I do also think I needed like a good cry. So I was doing that, blah, blah, blah. Everybody needs a good cry. Listen, if you are in the mood for a cry, please have one. Like, do not resist the urge. We we need to cry more as a society. Um, <laughs> anyways, so, uh, you know, I just uh, last night when I got home from work, I'm like, all right, like, you know what? Take care of you, boo. I did a little TikTok about this. So I came home. I, you know, washed my face, put my hair up. I went for a walk. I played some lacrosse. And like there was a group of kids in. So down the street from me is like a, a tennis court. And then they have these individual basically like walls that people play tennis with themselves on. And no one was using the back courts, which I like because they're a little bit more isolated. They have walls. And the reason they weren't using it because there was a group of like teenage hooligans in there clearly trying to hide that they were drinking. It's like 4 p.m. by the way. I was like, you guys, you're on a dark path. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I go in there and I was like, I'm not afraid of these teenagers. You know, I was like, no fear. I'm like, is anyone using this wall? They're like, nope. And whatever. I wowed them with my lacrosse skills. And, um, you know, then I continued my walk. I chatted on the phone and I decided to cook myself. So I, I bought myself when I was saying this to front of the podcast, Danielle, she was a little concerned. But, um, you know, I was like, hey, I, I bought myself this like heart shaped ravioli from Trader Joe's. I just figured I'm going to be alone on Valentine's Day and I wanted to get myself something nice to eat. And she was like, oh, and I was like, well, like, listen, um, I don't mean that as pathetic as it came out, which sometimes I feel like. I say things I'm like, girl, you don't have to be so tragic, you know, and I don't mean it in this like very pathetic way. Actually, Valentine's Day is a little bit of a celebration for me. You know, I mean, obviously I was with, um, you know, my ex last year uh, around this time. So, you know, I did have a Valentine. But two years ago, you know, that's when I broke up with Jimmy. And I think that that was like it was such a pivotal moment in my life that I don't feel at like Valentine's Day to me is this like totally like sad, lonely, lonely bitch holiday. If you are single and you feel that way, you are totally valid to feel as such. For me, though, it was kind of like the rebirth of me, like really loving myself and finding myself. So like, I don't really feel that sad about being alone on Valentine's Day. Also, I was like, I, you know, the otter is not out of my life, but um, I just assume if you work in a restaurant, you're probably not getting Valentine's Day off. So anyways, I was prepared for my heart shaped ravioli. But last night I was like, I need it. So I saved a couple to have on Valentine's Day. I, yes, I can buy more. I don't know why I didn't just eat it all, but it was like fucking good. By the way, can I just say a high recommendation for the heart shaped ravioli from TJ's? Ooh, chef's kiss across the board. The problem for me is that the only sauce I can eat, there is this very specific pesto sauce that they make at Trader Joe's. Like if they stop making it, I really don't know what I'm going to do with my life. But um, 
I, that's what I can have it with. And and honestly, I would recommend an Alfredo. I feel like or like some sort of like white sauce because I think it would be a lot better, but it was still good with the pesto. But like I'm telling you, it, it would it would be a thousand out of ten. If, if it was with the white sauce, for sure. So um, anyways, uh, I did that. And then, you know, I just sat on the couch. I watched Ted Lasso. Um, I had another phone. Uh, my friend Jasmine called me later. And I just like kind of went to bed at like nine. I kept getting like rewoken up, um, of course. But, you know, I just was like, I, I just need to sleep this shit off because you know, I was like, I don't want to like not do the podcast this week. You know, of course, I love doing the podcast, but you know me, I like to do it when I'm in the good in the good spirits, you know, and after I beat that the shit out of that guy in my dreams, it's like I can fucking do anything. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Okay. also, I know that maybe you were wondering, maybe you're not um, about my colonoscopy. So I had my colonoscopy uh, on Thursday last week. My dad did drive. You know, I didn't ask him. I think I just fell asleep, honestly, when I was back. So I don't think drugged up Ashley was too entertaining. However, I just have to say this. And I I want to preface this by saying, please do not take any of my stories as any sort of fucking excuse to not get a colonoscopy. If you are told that you need to get one, please fucking get one. Like, trust me, I go into it being like, they're just going to fucking tell me I have Crohn's again. And like, even that, you know, and I'm talking to Andrew, we're like, even that is an answer. And it's a good one. Um, you know, and so anyways, that being all that being said, I come in for my colonoscopy, you know, whatever they put me down. Suddenly I, um, I, I have awoken like, um, you know, sleeping beauty from her dangerous, um, sleep. She awakes and I'm like, um, hello, Uh, because I have woken up once before during my colonoscopy, but I was still like out of it, you know, and they're like, oh, do you want to watch? I'm like, sure. So I'm like watching the screen, checking out my colon, all this shit. Um, this time I could uh, I could feel what was going on uh, down there. And it was it was not it was not an enjoyable time. I was like, hi, I can feel that. They're like, we're almost done. You'll be good. Sir, I don't think you understand what you will be good is but I am not okay. I was like, oh no. Um, yeah, so that was like a very unpleasant situation. And <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that I was like, um, hello, like hi, uh <laughs> what what you doing up there? What you finding? Anything interesting? Like, oh, how's it going, girl? Oh, 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 just a little just a little pokeroni there, huh? Uh yeah, so that was super unfun and I was like not excited about that, but uh, you know, overall, it it went OK. Not like, you know, not totally going to sit here and discuss the results. But it, to nobody's surprise, I do still have Crohn's disease, which is really fun. So we love that. Uh, and yeah, it was uh, I'm glad I I'm glad I got it done. I was definitely a little bit out of it when I left my parents on Friday because I quite literally left all of my shit there. Like I left my whole life there. And by whole life, I mean, I left my hairbrush and my hair dryer, and my curling iron, which those are essential to my life. So luckily my parents came and dropped it off. Shout out to them. A uh, shout out to them for the whole process. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's can't possibly be easy having a kid who is like uh, always having to do procedures, especially ones that are so ex- incredibly expensive, um, you know, in, in all these things. And so I just, you know, it can't be easy for them and they don't make me feel 
like it's hard. And I think that's really cool. And, you know, I think, you know, Friday I got to to be on the phone with a lot of my friends. Like literally I had like a marathon. It was like very fun. And I talked to the otter that day, which was fun. But like, you know, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do all these things that I have to do in my life without my support system. So I just wanted to say thank you for all that. And I'm glad that we're done. I feel like I've held the colonoscopy as kind of this milestone. I'm like, all right, I just like need to get this colonoscopy like when we're going to like live our lives, you know, so I'm <laughs> I'm very glad it's over. And I will say this, too, because this is a podcast where I also celebrate my my little wins. And every time I've done one of these, I cry the whole fucking time, L- quite literally sit there and sob my eyes out. And through the whole because the prep process is really shitty, for lack of a better term. And um, this time I didn't. This time I was just like, okay, you know what? I was like, listen, Ashley, this is something that you have to do. And we're going to go in with the same mentality that we do with a lot of other things. It's going to be over soon. Like, you know, you're good. Just get through it. And one of the funny things that I did, because the prep is so fucking nasty, I decided to put it in a wine glass. And honestly... It, it helped because then in my second because you do one half and then you have to do a second half. And this is like the biggest fucking jug I've ever seen in my life. And it's like lemon lime flavored for whatever fucking reason. And I'm like, why? Um, and in the second second jug, I did um, I did it in a normal cup and it just wasn't the same. So if you're getting a colonoscopy, I recommend putting it in a wine glass because, you know, it was great. It was great. Um, <laughs> uh, also, OK, so I um I have been really trying to step up my TikTok content, you guys. So Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, I knew I was like home, which was like a really weird feeling. I was off from like uh, Thursday to Sunday and I didn't really have plans. I mean, shout out again to friend of the podcast. And yeah, I got to go over to her house and have tacos with her and her boyfriend and her boyfriend's parents. Love them. Um, So and the tacos were fucking delish. So anyways, um. But for the most part, I was like alone. So I made this like really long list of things to do. And then I was nice to myself and was like, okay, you can like sleep. But one of the things was I was like, all right, why don't you be one of those bitches who like records an ass ton of content on the weekend and then post it throughout the week? So I'm trying to do that. You guys, I'm on the quest. Like I said, one of my champagne goals was to get to 5,000 followers on TikTok. And I'm really close to 4K. So, you know, like, let the dream live. Follow me at Ashley Sleek on TikTok. I do um, get ready with me in the morning where I'm, like, washing my face and talking to you all about stupid shit that's happening in my life, which is kind of like the podcast. But it's like, listen, if you miss me throughout the week, this is the way to get it. This truly is. And um, I want you to know that I've been working really hard to scroll past all all um, TikTok advice people who are telling me all sorts of things. Because you know what? One of the things about dating, and you know, obviously I will talk more. I don't really have much to update you guys, so I don't want to like tease it, but I also don't want you to hang up on me. So there's stuff. But you know, the thing about dating is it's such a fucking roller coaster. And I talked about this on the podcast the other day. It's like really wild because, you know, one day I'm like having a fucking panic attack over a text message I sent to the otter. And then like, like, like not even one day, like literally within the next like hour or two, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm the baddest bitch alive. Like, and then I play flowers, of course. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good. But one of the things that doesn't help the spiral, I think is like TikTok because listen there, it is very nice to have other single people to talk to. No offense to my 
friends and relationships. I love talking to you about my stuff. But sometimes when you see someone else going through it, you're like, OK, like it's normal. Like everybody, you know, everyone gets ghosted. Everybody has like a hard time. And like it's not nice that this happens to everybody, but it is kind of like unifying. But then there's people who are just like really extreme. And then you're like, uh, should I never date again? Like, is I'm, am I ever going to find true love? So I try to scroll past those. And like, there's a couple things to me that I think, you know, quotes that get tossed out there. Like, if he wanted to, he would. And, um, you know, things like that, that I'm just like, I'm not a big fan of because I think everybody is different. I think what makes a good relationship and why you can put up with different things is communication. You know, I think communication is key. So if you're not getting that, which is so cliche, I know, but like you should get out. You know what I mean? So anyways, I, um, <laughs> I, I've been really trying hard because sometimes they're just like really discouraging. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, I'm just trying to get married and fall in love, you know, in the opposite order, though, fall in love, get married. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's going to be fine. That was like a very panicked laugh. And you guys are like, hey, are you OK? But I am. I totally am. It's just uh, I also have to scroll past the tarot cards because then I'll I'll be convinced that like every man from my past is going to like call me one day. And it's funny, too. They'll do like use the sound. And this this is what I think is so funny about it. Every generation, I think, has some sort of weird, spooky chain mail thing. I say chain mail because that's what it was for us. You know, it was like emails that, like if you don't forward this off to five people, you know, the love of your life's going to like die in a car accident. And I say that dramatically because they were ours were like very dramatic. And then it was like text messages. It's like, oh, send this text to five people or you're going to get cursed by a witch, you know, but in, in, and the love of your life's going to die. It was always had to do with love. And then, you know, it turned into social media. Share this post for, you know, good luck and love. And now it's like TikTok. It's like, use this sound or else he's never going to text you back. Or like, I really had one that was oddly specific, though. It was like, use the sound or the brown haired blue eyed guy in your life is not going to text you back. And I was like, Oh, shit. And I just want you to know that I have ignored that sound and I haven't heard from the otter. So maybe I really fucked that shit up. But anyways, I just think it's so funny that we every generation has some sort of weird ass chain mail thing that they, that they do. You guys, we can't we can't we, we need to we need to let that shit go um, in the celebrity world. Not too much. Obviously, last week we talked about Selena and the guy from the Chainsmokers. I think that's real and like good for her. I just want her to be so happy. She truly deserves it. You know, if you haven't watched her documentary um, on Apple, Apple Plus, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And speaking of documentaries, I'm also watching the Playboy documentary right now and like what a fucking journey you guys have you heard about this for reals so Amy did a uh you know a documentary about I think it's called like the secrets of playboy or the dark sides of playboy or something like that and so I'm three episodes in it's on Hulu and okay so I read Holly Madison's book when it came out like down the rabbit hole and I've watched interviews with her so I kind of knew the stuff from her point of view, from being like a playmate, you know, and Hef's girlfriend. I don't even know if she was a playmate technically, but, um, you know, her stuff with Hef's, Hef being Hef's girlfriend and like, you know, wanting to take her own life and like all these things. And that shit was just like so tragic. And then the last episode I watched was about the bunnies at the Playboy clubs. You guys, I mean, I, I want to say this. Watch it with like 
it, it has a lot of like sexual violence and, you know, sexual soul stories in there. So like, obviously, you know, if if that's not something you can like hear, like don't watch it because it's like it's heavy. And I have to kind of like stop halfway through to watch it because it's like watching it all at once is like a little much. But it's it's really un fucking believable. You know, this is like so crazy that so many things were able to like be gotten away with. And I just feel so bad for these women. But it's it's really, really fascinating to watch. And I think it's good to, you know, see and like watch and, and all that stuff. So like just just to keep sharing, you know, it must have been really hard for these women to come forward. So I think it's important for us to hear their stories. But yeah, that's kind of the documentary I'm watching right now because I finished the my dad was laughing at me. He's like, you've been really into documentaries. And I was like, it started with the sports docs. Sports docs really like set off my documentary career, I think. And then, um, you know, it just kind of spiraled because I do like true crime. So I'll watch those. Uh, and there are also ones that I have to watch, like with a grain of salt, you know, like minimal, like, OK, I'm 20 minutes in. That's it. Um, I can't I'm not a back to back like documentary person. I don't I when it's sad, I'm like, it's too much. And then I watched um, the the Madoff one, the one about the fucking ta- like the guy who lied to everybody about investing their money. Wild, fucking wild. That one's on Netflix if you want to watch it. I also realized that I completely skipped Sports Corner right when I said sports documentary. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even talk about sports. And here's my thing, because I said, you know, sports documentaries kind of re lit my excitement for sports. I can't remember if I said this before, but I think it's important for me to say the reason that I think that I'm into sports like now a little bit more. I've always been a sports girl. I've always loved watching sports. Obviously, I joke and I am serious that like because I got cable in my own apartment, I'm like watching more consistently, you know, um, and I like that. And I got, you know, really into the World Cup. I'm very into the football right now. And the thing that really made me get back into sports is that I fucking stopped caring about what everybody thought. Because for me, I felt the pressure of like, if I wanted to watch sports and I needed to know, I need to back that shit up. Can't be a bandwagon fan. Can't be a, a Fairweather fan or whatever the fuck label they want to put on you. Like, I was like, I need to know the stats. I need to know the people. No, I really don't. I really actually fucking don't. I can just literally enjoy the sport, period, exclamation point. That's it. Like, And that's what I needed to feel. I needed to just enjoy it and not feel the pressure. I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, Ashley, you know, thinks she likes sports. She's just trying to get attention or whatever the fuck. I don't really fucking care. If you think that much about me, relax. You know what I mean? So I'm enjoying watching sports and that's it, period. And I listen, I'm going to be a Purdy fan for the rest of my life. Obviously, if if you don't watch, um, I am a 49er fan. They're on their way to the championship this weekend. If they win, they'll go to the Super Bowl, which is super dope. And then this little Purdy nugget, this little love of my life, little sunshine bear, little 23 year old is would like go to the Super Bowl. And I just think he's just the sweetest little angel. If he comes out to be a douchebag, I'm going to be so fucking mad. But like, I really I really believe in my core that this kid is just like a sweet baby angel. Um, and <laughs> anyways, and I'm obsessed with him. Also, I have to say this. My thing about football is that the, nothing stresses me out more than the kicker. OK, nothing. Nothing stresses me out more than the kicker. And I've been talking about this, you know, because I used to go to, um, you know, my cousin Danielle's boyfriend's 
football games that he was coaching and the kicker would always stress me out because I'm like, you have one job to do. And when you don't do it, it's very embarrassing. So the Dallas Cowboys kicker missed like every single field goal in the game before. And I was like, I'm having a hard time right now because obviously I don't want him to miss goals because um, that gives me anxiety. But also he's on the other team. So he did. He did make a, a field goal, which was good. But then what was crazy is I feel like I kind of manifested this. Not that I'm single handedly responsible for any sort of 49ers win, but like the majority of the points by the 49ers were made from the kicker. And I was like, this is the game for the kicker. I think they're underrated. And look at them like coming up and being 100% that bitch. I loved it. So anyways, I'm excited to watch the game on Sunday. I think it's going to be really fun. And, um, you know, I hope they win. And I hope, you know, the 49ers go to the Super Bowl and then I get to watch the Super Bowl. And I, that's exciting because then I'm like, oh, I watched the journey the whole time. I kind of hope it's the Bengals and the 49ers because, you know, Joe Burrows is like so sexy. Like he's the, the, he's the daddy of TikTok right now. So I'd be into it. But I still hope the Niners win because like Purdy, how can you not root for that little angel? A little angel who was just like at Bible camp yesterday. You know, it's just it's a thing. <laughs> Hi friends, I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley and I absolutely love doing it and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast. But the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me. So please submit your questions. You can do it anonymously on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's, of course. Click the link in my bio and there's a Google form. I promise you it is anonymous because listen, maybe I try to sneakily see if I can see who submitted questions. I cannot. So please, please, please submit there. Or if you don't care about being anonymous, you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. I am so excited to hear your questions and I love you so much. Okay, bye. Okay, friends. So since uh, I I will admit I've had like a really anxious week, I'm pretty tired. So um, I'm just going to keep that 100. But I still wanted to do a little Ask Ashley for you all and give you a little update, do a little I'm sorry what. So I'm sorry if the episode ends up being, you know, a little bit shorter this week. And I'm also so sorry that it came out later. I say that like not knowing how long the episode's going to be, but like, you know, we're into it. Um, so, okay, I... <laughs> I want to talk about this Ask Ashley that I got because, um, you know, they said, hey, I've been dating this guy. We've been on a couple dates and, you know, I've been giving him a bunch of chances, but I just I don't think I'm feeling it. Like, how how do I end it? And, you know, I'm not a I'm not a ghosty ghoster for me. Like, I, I, I know how much anxiety it gives. Like, also, it's also like this weird heart drop where when you get a text that's like, hey, I'm just not that into you, you know, like, I just don't think this is going to work. But, you know, um, getting ghosted, you're just like, then you're waiting. And it's just like, ugh, that the waiting game to be sad. I'd rather just let's not let's not slow down the process. Just like, let me be sad. Here's my thing. I if you are just someone who's ca I'm taking this as someone who's like casually dating, you know, because obviously if you are have the boyfriend girlfriend title, if you've had that exclusivity conversation, you need to have a conversation with that person like phone in person in person, number one. But if you know, for whatever reason, you can't the phone is the secondary but in in situationships and fucking this shit, like you can text. You really can. And that might not be an unpopular opinion. But if I've only been on a couple dates with you and you decide that you don't like me, I don't need to sit down, and have a phone conversation with you like we're good. 
we're good. I don't need the drama. We're fine. I'm, you know, like we're going to move on. We're good. You know, you don't owe me some fucking sit down kumbaya if we've only been on like three dates. Like it's it's all good. So what I would do is I would just send like this is exactly probably how I would say it because because I've done it. You know, I went on that first date with Bad Ashley and I didn't have a good time. And, you know, I thought about setting up a second date. And I think if in other situations, maybe I would have like I think, you know, with the nice boy, I had a really good time with him on the first date. But I was kind of like, I don't know. I didn't feel like, you know, I, I wasn't super feeling it at the time. But I was like, it's important for me to go if I liked him even a little bit go on that second date because, you know, it's it's not it's the whole love at first sight thing. Like, that's not always the case. So it's important to, like, give it a couple rounds and try. So um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, right away, I was like, this guy. No, he's he's complained. He's complained too much on our first date for me to, like, be interested, you know, and he complained specifically about dating, which is just a no for me. So anyways, I um I would send this text. Hey, insert name. Listen, I've had a really great time getting to know you and I really thank you for all like the fun dates. If you didn't have fun dates, you can leave that out. All the fun dates that we went on and I really enjoyed getting to talk to you. But, you know, I'm just really not feeling like we are uh, a good match. But, you know, I really wish you all the best in your dating and I hope you find the right person and you're happy. Period. Easy. Easy. If you did something specifically, you know, you're like, hey, I, you know, I just I really enjoyed when we went skydiving. If a dude takes me skydiving, I'm breaking up with him no matter what. But like, you know, um, it, it just it can be that simple. One of the things that I obviously struggle with is overthinking. And so I send these like very long explanational texts. And I'm, you know, I'm just telling you, we don't have to. It, you just didn't feel a connection. That's OK. Just tell them and move on. It's not like. Because I think, you know, the more maybe you try to explain it, probably the less good it is. Because, like, they don't need to know that, like, hey, I really hated the way that you chewed. And so I can't fucking stay with you. You don't want to give them insecurities. Listen, if there was something that you're like, hey, actually, maybe don't do this in the future. Um, It's really not your you don't really have to give any advice either. You don't really have to. Like, I know, you know, there's like, oh, set them up for success for the next person. Listen, if you're not comfortable doing that, you don't have to. You really don't owe anybody anything. But, it, you know, I guess you could be like, hey, you know, I really didn't like that you talked about this on 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 the date. But I would more do that if you were trying to stay with him. Like after the first date, hey, you know what? I didn't really enjoy that you talked about this, you know, period. And then he can respond or she can respond or they can respond. And then you're good. Like you can have a conversation or they won't respond and like whatever, you know, but overall, I think that we really overthink ending things with situationships and beginning dating. And I really don't think we have to. And that's coming from me, queen of overthinking, because I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into the whole overthinking spiral that I was in. And um, yeah. So anyways, quick sign off. You're good. Don't overthink it move on, do it as soon as you're ready, because the more you think about it, the more you're going to obsess about it. And the thing about dating is that you got to close doors to open others. You know, a roster dating, the thing that I, I was talking about this last night about roster dating, and I was like, the thing about it is it's not it does it's not natural, right? It doesn't feel right. And I wanted I said that last night and I was like, you know, what? I keep promoting this and I don't think I've said that it does not feel normal. I think if it feels normal to you, good for you. 
the majority of girls, um, at least I'm just pulling women and this at this point. So like, I don't know men, I don't know, you know, however you identify how you feel. But in my experience of talking to women, every time I bring up roster dating, they're like, I just can't do that. I just can't do that. I can't date multiple people. We are programmed to think that like we need to be loyal and all this stuff. And it it's not not being loyal dating with a roster. It's just that when you're dating multiple people, you're not as quick to be like, oh, you know, this guy's kind of an asshole, but I, you know, I really don't want to date anymore. So I'm going to make it work. You know what I mean? Because that happens. And don't everybody who's dating knows I'm I'm telling the fucking truth. There are things that you're like, I'm going to look past this because I really just don't want to fucking date anymore. And that that's the power of roster dating, in my opinion. Um but that being said, here's the opposite to me, because like you're like, oh, roster dating. But then you just said you have to close doors, to open doors. What I mean is when you have already invested your heart in somebody, that's kind of when you stop roster dating. Like two things happen for you to stop dating with a roster. One, you've had an, a conversation about exclusivity Two, in your heart. You really don't want to anymore. Like, you know, for me right now, um, I don't know if I would have if I wouldn't have stopped dating, if I would have been dating still with the otter but i don't think so because i in my like inside i'm like i like this guy i just want to date him right now period right and so then you kind of stop and whatever you get to make your own decisions but if you were still like hung up on somebody and you don't like close it off it's going to be really hard to to move on as somebody who was like trying to force feed myself moving on after my last ex, I was like, no, I'm going to move on and get over this. But the door wasn't closed with him. So of course there weren't like great viable options. And once I emotionally closed the door, the that door, the door got open for the otter. So like, that's just what I'm saying. I don't know. This ask Ashley took a took an interesting little spiral, but we like love to see it. So on the dating front, you know, I really don't have that many updates because I haven't seen the otter. I will say this, though, we did get to talk on the phone. And um, listen, everybody's got their things that they are weird about. Um, phone voice is one of mine. Voice in general is a big thing for me. And I can say can confirm great phone voice. But what happened was I went on a little spiral. This added to my, you know, anxiety. I've just I've been really fucking anxious. Like it makes sense. I got a big procedure. You know, um, I'm date dating a guy you know or whatever we are and you know when i was talking to andrew he was like yeah of course you're gonna be anxious you like him and i was like not so loud so anyways i just got a little anxious about like texting him and like not hearing back and like things like that and it's not it's like it's one of those things that i think happens to anybody you know i think when you're dating you are overthinking every text that you're sending and waiting for them to hear back and i just kind of got in this different mindset about it yesterday where you know like Andrew said I'm I'm probably going to continue to get anxious but there's like no reason for me to believe that this guy is going to like ghost me there's no reason for me to believe that it, at this point it's like we're you know we're never going to see each other again or anything like that so I'm just really working on you know I'm going to have my spirals but also like calm down bitch we're good the the manifesting thing has been like so wildly important like Literally for me, I have a tendency when it comes to relationships to be prepared for it to end. I'm constantly reminding myself I'm going to be OK when it doesn't work. Like I literally just said that. Right. But I think that also manifests it not working because I'm just I'm so afraid of the ending and it takes away from enjoying, you know, the beginning and middle. Like so for me, I'm, I'm working really hard on like I already know I'll be fine, period. But like, let's not manifest that. I'm just going to say. He's going to text me back. He was busy. Bitch, relax. 
we're good. You know, like it's it's fine. And honestly, I just stopped the podcast and considered erasing all of that shit because I'm like, what if he listens one day and he thinks I'm crazy? Ashley, we do this podcast not for the men who are going to listen to it. We do it for the girls and the gays who might have be experiencing the same situation. You know what I mean? The girls, gays and they's who are honestly and you know, listen, sorry, straight men. If you're listening, I love you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. But like, you know what I mean? I don't need to feel ashamed that I was like overthinking. I'm trust me, if you date me, you're going to hear it at some point anyways. So I and I don't want all I don't want my fellow like bitch overthinking bitches to like feel bad because I think for me, I was like very much, oh, my God, I have to stop overthinking. I have to stop uh, to stop overthinking. That's probably not going to happen. I am an overthinking queen and I just need to figure out how to like pull myself out of it, you know? And so, yeah, that's we're good. We're good. Anyways. okay. so getting into the I'm sorry, what moment of the week this week. So um, it's a really random one, but I wanted to talk about emails, professional emails, because I didn't realize all the things that you can say to somebody that would piss them off. Like in everything now, I feel like that I send an email is has been listed on TikTok as something passive aggressive. So I knew the whole like, um, you know, per my last email, I didn't know that to begin with. I just thought it was something that would reference a past email. And now I know it's sassy and whatever. I use it when I need to. But somebody said that signing your email off with best is passive aggressive. And that's literally because, you know, you have your first email that you send and your signature comes up and mine always says thank you. But sometimes I don't have anything to say thank you for. So my other thing is best. And apparently that's passive aggressive. So what the fuck am I supposed to sign off like my emails with? Sick email, bro. XOXO Ashley. Like what the fuck am I supposed to be saying to these people? Why? Why are we so hung up on everything being so passive aggressive? Like I'm just saying best. Like have a good fucking day, bestie. If I could sign off emails the way I wanted to, I'd be like, you know, Ashley out, like TTYL, hags, aka have a great summer. Like, I don't know. I just, the pressure of emails is just like too much for me. Like what, can we just fucking relax? Can we just, uh, why does everything have to be like the end of the world with emails? I just want to say the word best. Am I supposed to say sincerely? That just seems so fucking formal. Like, love you, mean it. I don't know. I just, I really annoy. Like, I'm sorry, what, why, why? I think I just, I'm, I don't know how to handle the, the corporate professional email world. No one trained me on this. I went into radio. I don't even think we sent emails. I mean, we did, but I would just pop into Natalie's office and be like, hey girl, what's going on with this event? Like, you know what I mean? Oh my God. Which please, you know, don't take this as that I'm unprofessional. I just didn't, I genuinely didn't know I was being a bitch. And I sent a lot of emails with best to like clients and shit. Like, does everybody think I'm an asshole? Is that like, is that what's happening? Not an anxiety spiral again. So before we, <laughs> before we get into that, I'm going to hop off. Um, uh, I'm really glad I got to do this episode with you guys. Thank uh, you all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of all of my crazy journeys. I love you all so much. I love doing this podcast. Um, and just thank you. And I will talk to you all next week. Okay, bye.